Well, hey, y'all, and welcome to SoundingTheLight.com, the place where you can connect to real artists, real stories, real talk. My name is Tara Tucker, and I'm really glad that you have decided to join me today, because uh, I think this is the place to be. If you're not here, then you should be, because um, we're just going to have a really cool show today. Uh, as you can tell, it's been a few weeks since we have had a Sounding the Light, and I know that it's you know kind of going against the uh, you know little every Friday new episode thing. But the reason for that is because I have been taking the last few weeks to focus on my album, um, which I'm really excited about. I'm almost done, and uh, we are just wrapping up the last few little pieces. I've got the packaging and the photo shoot left to do. I'm very excited, so I'll let you guys know a little bit more about that. But all that to say is that the place that I have been doing my album, which is Black Cat Studio, I know that uh, I have talked about that before because we've had some other people in here that have recorded there as well. Um, but the owner and like overall guru, uh, he, I don't, I don't know what he doesn't do. <laughs> His name is Jason Horde. If you haven't heard of him yet, well, then you, this is the best place for you to hear about him. If you have, then you guys are just awesome because, um, he does practically everything. I, he's a singer songwriter. Uh, he is a professional touring musician, um, who has been all the way across the United States. And uh, and actually, have you been outside of the United States doing your music? They've let me out of the United States a couple of times. <laughs> They've let you yeah. out? Like. Thank you. They let me back in. I'm thankful <laughs> for that one. <laughs> um, uh, so, yeah, he, he's been touring. He has played with Third Day. Uh, right now, he's actually been touring a little bit with Mac Powell, right? That's correct, yeah. Um, and uh, let's see, what else? Oh, he's got his own band called Jason Horde and the Furies. And uh, he has got his own album out, which was a solo project, which sounds really awesome. And I'm very excited that I get to share some of his his uh, music from that album with you as well. So, um, Jason, I'm going to officially say, you know, welcome here to my STL studio. Thank you for being here. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Yeah. It's, it's wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. It's great in here. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I, I actually, I didn't have those little blue lights up there um, up until a few weeks ago. And then I decided the studio needed little mm. tiny blue Christmas lights. And they're great. Yeah. yeah I like, need to put them at Black Cat. Yeah. <laughs> need to come down and help me out. I well, love I it. know. Actually, it was it was part of the inspiration came a little bit from Black Cat because in your, you know, in the, in the singing booth, yeah. you've got like the cool lights in there yeah. and, you know, the lights going around where the drums are. And yeah. So I figured, you know, I had to at least be somewhat <laughs> yeah. that cool. I love it. Every lighting gets me so bad. I love it. It does. Yep. It like provides so much inspiration. It does. Do you ever go to Ikea and just oh, look at all the lights yeah. there? Yeah. I could stare for hours. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> We're such nerds. And for those of you who do not know what Ikea is, you should be ashamed. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> go find it. <laughs> It's yep. great. Although, although you could get lost in there. You could. It's really scary, actually. Uh, yeah. I didn't yeah. realize it was that big until I went walking through one day. Me and my husband were just going to go in for like a really quick thing. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I know right where it would be because, you know, where the lighting should be. Yeah, it took us yeah. like 30 minutes just to get back out right. once we picked up the thing we wanted. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that was real fun. Anyway... Um, <laughs> The first, uh, the first one of your songs that uh, that I'd like to play for listeners today, 
is the one called The Road Ahead, okay. which is the title track from The Road Ahead with, you know, which is your solo project. Did you do this with, with your band members from The Furies or was this just I, you? This was pre-band members. Really? Um, this was me just going, I've got to scratch an itch. And like every day I would be, it was in the month of December of 2010, mm-hmm. I would be driving into the studio and a melody or a line or two would hit me. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to lay that down. And then it would turn into a song by like the end of the day. It was great. So there was like this season. So it took me until August of 2011 to put it out. But Mm -hmm. um, yeah, from December on, like just lines and melodies would hit me driving in. And so it's totally the Lord just going, okay, these songs are here. Just going to deposit this for you right now. And I loved it. I had so many great co-writers. Mac wrote a song with me on the record and then di- didn't sing on it, but did a duet with me on there, uh, Mac Powell. and uh, Lead singer of uh, Third, Third Day, Day, for those you of go. you who don't know. Yeah, you go. <laughs> uh, wrote uh, and recorded some with Emily Hearn. Um, she's a lo- another local artist, but nice. is doing really well. And um, uh, Lacey Brown was an American Idol, wrote with her. And then um, Christina Fincher is an artist that was uh, it's in North Point Community Church. And... Um, Man, she's a great writer. She wrote The Road Ahead with me. And, um, really? Yeah, she, for the most part, wrote the song and just had it like as a voice memo, like all the lyric, and then was like, sent it to me and was like, what do you think about this? And I was like, man, I'm, let me get on the music. And <laughs> we write a good bit that way together. So That's awesome. Yeah. It's, it's nice to find so people great. that you can just kind of roll with like yeah. that. It's great. She is that. She is definitely that. Man, we, we've written a bunch of songs together and... So does that mean you played all the music, the instrumental parts I for did. it? I did. I ended wow. up playing everything but the fit. Like I'm the telling violin you, part. that's you know what don't you do? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, I have a professional case of deal maker, as we talked oh, earlier. But yeah. that's it. There's a lot of things I do not do well. You would not <laughs> want me building anything in this house oh. because I couldn't even get it started. <laughs> mm-hmm. But no DIYs. <laughs> thank you for the compliment. <laughs> I, I just that my parents always had musical instruments laying around, much like your STL studio. Like there was always. <laughs> Something around uh-huh. to grab and figure it out. So uh-huh. I would just try to figure it out. And that's about, that's pretty much how I got started with music. Well, wow, that's really cool. Yeah. That's very cool. Which makes me feel good about my little ones. Maybe they'll come up here and start, oh, you know, yeah. picking up a guitar or banging on a drum or sitting sure. <laughs> around on the keyboard and they'll turn have out it. to be amazing musicians. <laughs> they'll do it. Well, because, I mean, mama's talented, so they'll, oh, they'll get it from you. They got it. Well, without further ado, I guess we should play your song, The Road Ahead. Um, actually, would you, uh, would you talk about the, you know, the inspiration for this one? What, uh, you know, you were talking about just kind of getting hit with lines and stuff, but can yeah. you remember when you wrote this particular song? Yeah. It, you know, I felt like it was my first solo project. And so, and you're so vulnerable. You know, <laughs> you're so vulnerable when you're writing from your soul and like yeah. this place. So I'm like, man, everybody's going to know about me all of a sudden by through mm. music. And um, I've always just stood behind the person, like behind Mac or David Crowder or these people that I play with. So I'm just always like their supporting role, which is fine. Mm-hmm. Love that too. Uh, John Waller, we were in a band together forever called According to John. And, right, um, yeah. Yeah, so I was always kind of the supporting guy for, for, the, for the main guy. So I was like, what's it going to be like to be the main guy and just be so vulnerable? So I felt like it's the road ahead that, you know, it's like that's what's laid out before me. That's where God's got me going. So. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of where it came from, if that made sense. Awesome. Well, folks, uh, sit back and listen. This is The Road Ahead by Jason Horde. If someone told me long ago how 
my life would be how it would go Never then I would believe The road that was in front of me I wouldn't trade the sting Cause now I So let the chips fall where they may I wouldn't take it back, no, not a day Cause so much pain has turned to love And I feel the blessing from above I wouldn't trade the sting Jason Hard, and I have got Jason sitting right here in the studio with me today. <laughs> I'm telling Christy, Jason Hard's coming to my house today. Kids, <laughs> <laughs> clean the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna go to the bathroom. That's so crazy. I would feel the same if you came to our house. Oh, the- 
That's hilarious. I would. Our house is like, we've got bats. What? We've got <gasps> termites. Don't tell we've my daughter that. All. Jasmine is seriously, she is Scary. like a bat lover. I would love her. Yes. She can come help me get him out. She would love to catch a bat. She was asking us about six months okay. ago if we could get her a bat for a pet. <laughs> like, I um, have to tell her. Yeah, you do. Saturday, I'm taking the boxing out and getting them out. And then <laughs> it's not going to be funny because I'm going to fall off the ladder the first one that flies out. Are they actually in your house? Well, or is it like roof? They're not in the attic. Roosting. They're, yeah. Okay, so you know this piece? They overhang. Uh-huh. So if the wall's like this and then there's this piece. The attic's here, uh-huh. but there's this piece that hangs over where it kind of Yeah, vents. yeah. They're in there. Like there's the like eaves? a crack between the stone and like the, this wide. But the Batman came out today. And he's like, there really is a real Batman. There's the Batman. Oh. <laughs> he came and she would die. She would love right, the she, Batman. She totally Oh, yeah. So he showed me where they're going up in there. So it was $1,000 for him to do oh it. Oh, my God. Or I can do it for free so, and get some laughs. So I'm gonna do wow. Is it like fumigate? I'm like, what do you do to get bats out? Well, I'm gonna take the, I'm gonna have to take the, the molding and the board down. Okay. And then they should be chilling up in there. <laughs> and then either I can run them out bravely, uh-huh. or at night they're gonna go out and hunt. Oh. So when they go out, you just close it back up. That's too easy. And There's then a- I've got to mortar like the crack so they can't get back in. <laughs> it's not gonna be that. Easy. You're gonna, you're <laughs> gonna take away their home. Yes, I am. <laughs> it is ten thousand dollars to kill one bat. What? Yes, you cannot kill them. Because the, why? They're extinct or something? I mean, what? <laughs> yeah, they're what? definitely not extinct. <laughs> they have something to the environment. They eat mosquitoes. That's why we have so many of them, because okay. we live in the woods, oh, and there's a lot okay. of mosquitoes. So do you have any actual pets? We have a dog and a cat. Really? Mm-hmm. We have a boxer and a uh, boxer pit mix. Oh. But she's a baby. Really? She's ridiculous. <laughs> Such a baby. And then we have <laughs> our cat. Inside or outside? Oh, she's out. Okay. So she cleans up all the little stuff and then. Oh, okay. Like yours. Yeah. Bunnies, all right. Mice. But she can't get up into the roof to get the bats. I'm sure that I kills her. her I'm sure that kills her every day. Oh yeah, she's <laughs> that noise. You should bring your cat over and we'll just put him in the attic. <laughs> I get busy. totally will. Oh my gosh, he would never want to leave. Bain <laughs> would be like, "This is heaven. This is where heaven is." That's awesome. <laughs> That's oh my gosh. Well, um, so let's let's kind of rewind a little bit. And let's talk about where you were born. Born in Griffin, Georgia. Woohoo. Yeah. Um, 1977. Woohoo. My parents saw fit to have me in the Griffin Hospital. And <laughs> ever since then, I've, I've left, I've, you know, toured and played yeah. play music. But uh, I moved to Nashville. Me and my wife moved to Nashville in 99 when we got married. Mm-hmm. We're like, we're going to do this. We're going to do this music thing. <laughs> and uh, it's so funny. Like, the Lord showed me there or through not giving me any work that I didn't really have to be where I thought it was going to be. Like I went there thinking I got to go where the music is. Yep. And we returned home and he like blossomed this idea of the studio and came back and met all these wonderful people who aren't here, but are Mm. out. And it's funny. I thought I had to go there to to make it. And it was, I never played one note of music outside of my little apartment. Are you kidding? (laughs) It's crazy. How long were you there? A year. Which I don't know if I gave it long enough, but I worked at Pier 1 Imports, opening boxes. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty awesome. I hated it. From 6 a.m. to 2.30. So it's oh, exact wow. creative opposite. Oh, right. For, you know. Yeah. Do you, so, do you write 
at late at night usually or do you usually write in the morning? yeah yeah i'm a night mm-hmm. yeah i'll be laying in bed and it'll hit me i'm yeah. that, in that first in between stage <laughs> of sleep it's like oh melody go go grab something i'll just let them down on my phone or whatever because uh-huh. i used to have a studio at the house like the stl here uh-huh. but yeah uh, but because i'm so cool you are we're in the stl <laughs> and uh man it I would go up there and work till four in the morning, but now that it's, you know, in downtown, I don't really uh, drive up there to do that. So I just let it down in GarageBand or the phone and, and uh, yeah, it's great. I, I, I'm so thankful to be making music in Griffin. I Mm -hmm. mean, I'm not saying it'll be forever, but I'm, this season's great. Mm -hmm. And if I died doing it today where I'm at, I'm content. I'm happy. So does all of your family still live here as well? They're all here. Um, Mom and dad are here. In-laws are here. It's a pretty tight-knit situation, I'd say. (laughs) Nice. So so what would you say is like your earliest either regular memory or musical memory, you know, whichever one you choose? The earliest musical memory is uh, I was facing out the back of my grandmother's car, and um, we were driving through like, um, there's kind of like a mill town area here. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, where they've now done like the Walking Dead shoots and right, like you right. know District 13 for the Hunger Games and stuff. <laughs> yes, it used to be a thriving <laughs> mill, you know, textile mill community. And um, I was looking out the back window that all of my family worked there. My grandparents, my dad. Um, I was looking out the back window, and on the road again, Willie Nelson came on the radio. That's the first music. Nice. I was probably like four. It's a great song. It's a great song. I remember hearing that, and I remember thinking, this guy is terrible. <laughs> I hated it <laughs> for years. And when I was no like, offense, Willie. I know, Willie. I love you. You know that. I tweet you every day. You know I love you. I've got pictures of you in my studio. But, but around thirty, like age thirty, um, I got into him and Johnny Cash oh, really heavily. Yeah. And I should have been yeah. there the, all along because it's it's what I loved. But I grew up playing bluegrass with my family in a family mm-hmm. band. Oh, how fun! So those are my early musical memories. Like at seven, my dad brought home a mandolin and was like, you know, here's a couple of chords, and then mm-hmm. go from there. And um, learned watching other players. And um, my parents helped start a thing here in Williamson called the Williamson Music Barn. Mm-hmm. And so that gave me a place to play. Is that that little red place mm-hmm. down there on three? That's the oh one. Oh my gosh! They helped that's start still, that. That's awesome. Yeah. So at seven, I was on that stage playing with a bunch of different musicians. Probably not very good. And they're probably like, "What's this little kid doing up here?" Well, his dad <laughs> helped build the place, so we got to let him on stage. <laughs> so one of those situations. Awesome. That's how I got started with music. Wow, it's yeah. definitely brought you a long way. Like when you look yeah. back, you know, when yeah. you were, when did you realize that? that this was going to be what you do for your life. Man, I was washing cars one day. I worked at the Griffin Motor Company, and um, which is now, I have no idea what it's called, <laughs> but it's up on 1941 before you get to like Southern Pit. <laughs> oh, um, a good place to eat. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> yes, recommend that highly. Yes. <laughs> little side commercial. <laughs> Along with Oink Joint down the other way. Oh, that's great too, yeah. right? I know, we got the queue covered around here. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I remember washing a car, and I remember my dad told me when I was like 12, 11 or 12, he was like, if you play music, you won't have to go into a day job every day. <laughs> and you can start whenever you want to start and end whenever you want to end, and you can travel and see the world. And I was washing a car, mm-hmm. and that for I hadn't even thought about that. And I, was, I think I was 17 or 18, and it popped back in my head that him saying that, like, you can do, you can make your own schedule and be creative and be a... Super happy individual doing that instead of working for the man. And I was like, you know what? That's right. So <clears throat> I'd gotten a call to play with this bluegrass band out of L.A. called the Shankman Twins. They're two girls. Um, 
their country band now. I cannot think of the name of it. I should know it, but I don't. So they offered me to go and play with them. So my mom was like, I was in 10th grade. So my mom was like, or about to go into 10th. Mom was like, you should move out there, homeschool you from the, from, you know, yeah. remotely kind yeah. of situation. So she homeschooled me while I played with them on the West Coast for like eight or nine months. How, how did they, I mean, how did you guys even cross paths from, you know, L.A. to Georgia? Ew. It's like as far as you can get. It's pretty far. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, ultimately, the Lord, Yeah. you know, but yeah. um, a friend of mine that was from here played guitar. For, well, he wasn't from Griffin. He was from um, North Georgia. Okay. Like Red Top Mountain area. He played uh, with them, played guitar with them. And I played in bands with him around, okay. and he was just like, I've got this buddy. It's, you know, mm -hmm. with music, it's always, I know this guy or this guy. Yep. And the mandolin is such a niche, it seems like. It's mm -hmm. such like a, you know, a piece that not a lot of people do. And mm -hmm. so, Which is kind of sad, because I love mandolin. It's amazing. It just adds so much. I know. It makes you feel like you're in the mountains. It does. It's good. It's like the banjo makes you feel like you're on the front porch. <laughs> the mandolin's in the mountains, and the streams, <laughs> yeah. and the trout fishing, yeah. and all that. So, yeah, he, I was, I guess, I'm... For some people, if you think mandolin in this area, you think, okay, well, maybe Jason can play so, <laughs> with us. So I went out and played with um, them for like eight or nine months, and it was a blast. I'll bet. Earthquakes, things that had never happened to me happened to me out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I lived All there until the I was five. So You did? I did? Yes, I did. And I remember wow. getting under our dining room table sometimes because of earthquakes. Whoa. Yeah. What part of California? Uh, San Jose area. Okay. Yeah. That's awesome. Yep. I don't remember much about it except for the earthquake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the traumatic stuff. I remember. <laughs> oh, no, that was me, too. I was like, what is happening? Everything's rattling off the walls. We're going to die. Right. I know, man. When the earth's shaking, you don't quite know what to do because it's like, that's your foundation. You can't go anywhere. <laughs> Gosh, good word. That's parallel. No. That's a good mm -hmm. word. So, so how did you, uh, I know you were touring with Third Day for a mm -hmm. while. How did that happen? Uh, I it's crazy again. Um, I'd met Mac Powell, the singer, years ago when I was in According to John with John Waller, mm -hmm. and um, I always thought, man, that is the nicest guy. But he's so, you know, high up in what he does. It's a much bigger band than we were. We opened for him like twice in seven years, and we we're like, we've <laughs> made it. We're opening for Third Day, and they would never call again. I'm just like, dang it. Maybe we were terrible, but he. Um, Okay, it was my, my, my granddad's 80th birthday party, and he is a bailiff here in, in Griffin. Wow. <clears throat> I'm Wait, giving you still? the long. You're saying is. He, he still, still is. He's 89 and still a, ba wow. he's a bailiff, yeah. <laughs> that's, so that's no joke. I know. It's serious. <laughs> Carries a taser and a pistol. You got some good genes then. <laughs> oh, yeah, they're pretty good. Yeah, he's awesome. He will shoot you dead if you go in there and act <laughs> up. But, uh, man, uh, my phone, I, for some reason... I probably had Mac's number in my contacts just so I could act cool and not because I know he's never going to call, but I got it from somebody. So um, he, I'm at my granddad's party and it says Mac Powell calling on my phone. I'm like, I should what? probably answer this. Yeah. So I answered. I'm like, hey, he's like, hey, man, I got your name and number from a friend of mine. You know, I was called stuff for third day. I got your name and number from a friend of mine. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, Only down like another octave. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> it just sounds bigger than it really is. When you really talk to him, it's just not that much. <laughs> Hope he's not listening. Right. And uh, <laughs> he uh, he said, why don't you come? And uh, I'm doing this bluegrassy worship record called Glory Revealed with David Nasser. And 
a bunch of singers are going to be on it, like Mark Hall, a bunch of local guys that are here, and Stephen Curtis. And so I was like, man. Mark Hall, who is also the lead singer of uh, Casting, Casting Crowns. Crowns. I should, we should say that. I forget. <laughs> Some people don't know. Um, but you know Casting Crowns. So mm-hmm. um, I went, and uh, he was like, can you do it today? I'm like, I'm at my granddad's 80th birthday party. But <laughs> I was like, this is over at 1, and I can head that way. I can be there at like 2.30. So he's like, great. Here's my address. Um, so... I had to go home and print the directions out because this is pre-iPhone, I would say, <laughs> nine years ago. So, I, so we're like, was it Rand McNally or MapQuest yeah, or whatever? Yeah, MapQuest. That was it. You go on MapQuest.com, <laughs> type it in, print it out, and pray it's right. Uh-huh. Nobody's yep. talking to you. You're just reading the paper. So went to his house, played on the record. Man, we just hit it. It was actually the day that the gas shortage happened around here. That There were lines around every pump, and it oh. went to like $4 a gallon. It went from like a dollar to like 4 Yeah. And I'm like running out on the way home, and I'm like, man, I'm going to, this is going to be the end of me. Like, everybody's <laughs> wrapped around every gas pump oh twice. Oh, my gosh. It's crazy. I'll never forget that. So we uh, recorded that, became great friends, and then we just knew, I knew that it. we would continue a friendship and he has become a mentor a whatever you want to call it man he's the best friend That's he is awesome. exactly what i thought he would have been all those years ago but just the timing wasn't right and you i learned from that and i've learned from so many of those relationships that you can't really force mm-hmm. like i could have been going up to him and giving my business card or been like hey i play what if i play for y'all sometime and right it just would have probably not been the right timing and then he it could have even have turned some that turned some people mm-hmm. off so you just let it play out Mm-hmm. And just let the Lord do his thing. And and so a few years later, yeah, he's like, well, you know, we have a spot in the band we need to fill if you want to come play. I'm like, I would love to play. So um, I had done, Glory Revealed, it's a few tours with Third Day, opening for Third Day. So mm-hmm. Mac would come out and sing and have to do two shows every night. But So I did some of that and then met the guys through that. And the guys are really great. Um, so we, uh, I toured with them for like three years and it was awesome. I bet. Great time, met great people, and um, there's nothing like getting up and getting to. It's almost like a worship service every night, you know, That's four awesome. nights a week. So yeah, it's great. That's really awesome. Were you yeah. uh, married and had had uh, any kid? Yeah, any kid at and point? we had two girls. <clears throat> had our two sweet daughters, Saray and Aslan, and um, we were talking about having our third, which is now Sawyer. So <laughs> we were, we were like, man, we need to. Uh, it's getting crazy. So I need to probably come off the road if we're going to have another baby. So I did. And mm-hmm. um, third day, is that was kind of a full-time situation. So mm-hmm. what I did when I stopped doing that was I was I just kind of opened myself to play for whoever. So yeah. more of a fill-in. I just kind of let some people know, hey, I'm around if your guy can't make it. So I did like a tour with Crowder. Cool. And um, yeah, I did... Still do and do some, do some spot dates with Natalie Grant from time nice. to time. And yeah, so... Just stuff like that, just here and there, not like a, if we're playing, you have to be there situation. Mm-hmm. So I would love to do that again when the timing's right, maybe in a couple of years when he gets on up and it's a little bit easier, but right now somebody's got to wipe his butt and his nose, so <laughs> she can't do it all herself, although she mostly does. She is superwoman, so. So, so you're actually one of the guys that, that does that? Ah, uh, yeah. I'm sure pl- plenty of people... <laughs> If they're listening to this right now, like, <laughs> you just went up a notch in everybody's With the ladies, mind. Right? The dudes are like, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> I learned that from Mac. One night, he, his his wife is a redhead, and I have, I have a redhead. My oldest daughter's a redhead, so they're pretty fiery. Uh-huh. And uh, one night, we were getting ready to go on stage, and they had just adopted one of their babies. And um, 
And uh, <laughs> I don't know if it was Emmanuel or Bertie Claire, but uh, they were like, third day. They're like doing the chant out front. And she goes, here you go. He needs a diaper change. <laughs> just hand it to him right before. He's like, yes, yes. ma'am. That's awesome. <laughs> so I learned that from the man himself. Uh, he doesn't have any problem stepping that's, in. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah, I, I've actually been blessed with a husband who does not mind getting his hands dirty like that, too. Like, that's literally. Awesome. <laughs> that's <laughs> so, awesome. Yep. Way to yep. go, Chris. He's he's even been known to like do a few dishes. He's been known to oh. clean the bathroom. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> that's awesome, man. I should probably take some lessons from him. <laughs> Oh my! So, uh, so when you do touring, how long is it each time? You know, like, is yeah. it like, uh, hey, we're gonna go for a few days? Is it a couple of weeks? How is that? You know, each band does it different. Um, third day was Thursday through Sunday. Home on Monday morning, leave out Thursday morning. So I'd be home like three days, gone for for like three months mm-hmm. at a time, and mm-hmm. then home for. Okay, about three so months. that's kind of like a regular sort of more yeah. regular hours kind of thing. Yeah, that's yeah, cool. Yeah. Okay, there's a set. Yeah. This is a set kind of time frame, yeah. Um, Cast and Crowns, uh, you know, they do like a generally like a Thursday to Saturday model because Mark Hall's like way plugged in his church, and mm-hmm. so he's always like everybody needs to be home for the Sunday thing. So that's a great model that as is, well. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of, you know, you <clears throat> being doing touring with Mac Powell and all that, you've got a song on your. Uh, the Road Home <clears throat> album, excuse me, that uh, called This Old Wheel. Yeah. That you actually sang with Mac Powell on that one, right? That's right. Yeah, it was originally a Johnny Cash and Hank Jr. duet. Nice. <laughs> and um, we both heard it one night. We would sit up late on the bus and sit in the back of the bus, and um, he and I and our buddy Scotty, we would sit up and just listen to, like, Spotify or Rhapsody and, like, stream songs, you know, yeah. that we would never bye but you know we just want to hear it so that song came on one night and i was like man i didn't we didn't nobody really said anything about it we we're just sitting around talking and i kind of heard it in the back i was like i'm gonna record that so i went through this licensing of it and got uh-huh. all that done and then i was like man i need because it's a duet i need the guy to do it so i'm like we were together why don't you do it he's like all right i'm johnny cash he's like i already sang that vocal i was like you gotta be hank jr he's like i don't want to be hank jr i was like man I, that's all that's left unless i re-sing my part and and He's like, you know what? Hank Jr. ain't bad. So he did it. And it was great. I love it. Y'all sound really good together. Thank you. Really great. Really fun. So, uh, okay. Yeah. So listeners, this is once again, That Old Wheel, sung by Jason Horde and Mac Powell. Enjoy. That old wheel is gonna roll around once more. And when it does, it'll even up the score. Don't be weak as they soar, they will reach. Turn the other cheek and don't give in That old wheel will roll around again When love is gone And the one you thought would stay does you wrong And you're left alone to pay the prices high But somehow you'll survive, don't give in That old wheel will roll around again That old wheel is gonna roll around once more And when it does It'll even up the score Don't be weak As they saw they will eat Turn the other cheek and don't give in That old wheel will roll around again
there'll be times hard to control and you'll find you'll hurt down in your soul but there'll be those who'll be glad to see you down but don't give in that old wheel will roll around again that old wheel, that old wheel is gonna roll around once more when it does don't be weak as they sow they will reap turn the other cheek and don't give in that old wheel will roll around again how oh, that old wheel is gonna roll around once more and when it does it's gonna even up the score don't be That Old Wheel by Jason Horde uh, featuring Mac Powell. Uh, Jason, so we were talking a little bit about touring before the song. Um, tell me, where is like your favorite place that you've gone? You know, Do you have a place that just really stands out in your head? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, first would be the Bahamas. <gasps> I think you did I could, music there? We did. <gasps> and they're crazy about it. Oh, they, my gosh. You could take an acoustic guitar and a bongo player and... <laughs> There'll be 20,000 people there. They love They love it. Uh, it was amazing. We played on the beach there, and there was 90,000 people there. Oh it was as far as you could see. Gosh. There was three sound systems, like, so far, and then so far, and then, like, Who it was, was that crazy. with? Third day. Wow. I would love to say the Furies, but maybe one day. <laughs> but it was amazing. And then, um, yeah, I mean, it was the climate, the beach, everything. And then Monterey, California. Nice. I love it. That's like a cooler area, you know, it's cool. Mm. But man, like as far as weather, but fresh seafood, I could live there in a minute. (laughs) I I would love to live in an avocado tree orchard there. That'd be my dream. That's awesome. That's really cool. Those are my favorite spots. I've been to England. That's great. I mean, the Beatles are there. It's great. Well, that's really awesome. England. Uh, So talk about when you started the Furies. And we've sort of touched on it a little bit, but go into that. Who's a part of that? Well... My partner at the studio, Edgar Vargas. Who is really awesome. He's also the producer of my He my is, we should say. He is a wonderful producer. He really is. He's good. Great musical mind um, and a servant. Such a great guy. Yes. The Lord brought that dude into my life probably three years ago when I had double booked. <laughs> <laughs> I had a... Uh, I was supposed to be at Black Cat Studio and then record a live conference for Willow Creek Church. And... Oh. Willow Creek called and was like, you You can just clone yourself? What? I tried. <laughs> I went into all kind of booths and lights and <laughs> drank all this crazy stuff and nothing ever happened. So the, the, the five foot eight version of me from Venezuela, <laughs> much more tanned and better looking, popped out. And so, maybe he can cook better? Oh, uh, uh, no. Okay. So I was like, you need to be in the band. He's a, he, did, he sort of plays bass. He plays keys great. But um, at the time, I was like, man, you, I need a bass player. I don't need any keys. I don't like keyboards. So he's like, all right. Well, I do like keyboards, but I always tell people uh, that. Yeah, thanks, because that's what I play. I know. You mm-hmm. play awesome. <laughs> yeah, I love right? piano players. <laughs> the people who just, you know what I'm saying? I'm just like, anybody can do that. Uh-huh. Piano, you're a piano player. I love your playing. Yeah, thanks. Beautiful melodies. <laughs> 
You should get her new record, by the way, yeah, when it should. comes out. We'll be sure to tweet and Facebook and social that blast Jason Horde, the cool guy sitting <laughs> over here, just, you know, like Endorsed totally put it. in a plug for my, you my album. <laughs> I might be biased because she let me play some guitars on it. So Yeah, I love well, it. he didn't you did an awesome <laughs> job. Yeah. So Thank any you. if you guys do get the album once it once it does come out, when? uh listen for the the guitars um, because they rock and that is all this Mr. Horde guy. Thank you. Same with the vocals and the keys. She killed it. She did so great and wrote some beautiful masterpieces. Thank you. Outside of the box. That's what I like about your writing. It's not like I couldn't just, <laughs> it took me a while to sit down and actually play to him, which is good. Everything else I get, you can pretty much just play four chords and it goes. So, um, so Edgar's in the band, mm-hmm. your producer and, um, and then two brothers, Luke and Rob Hardy, who are, you've had Lizzie Bailey on, Bailey on your yes. show before. She is a Hardy. There's eight Hardys <sighs> in existence of those awesome. siblings. Yes. <laughs> Most of them musical. And if not, they're kind of, uh, they're talented. If not, they're kind of like, you know, good with their hands with wood and building homes. And That's cool. Luke does both. Luke plays in my band. Then he also has this awesome, like, just eye for, like, remodeling homes and building nice. these great structures on your home that makes your home look cooler than it really is. <laughs> <laughs> he used to come to my home then. Oh, man. He's been to ours several times to make it look cooler than it really is. He's awesome. Uh, he's a brother, man. We grew up together. He was uh, he would have been seven or eight. Lizzie would have been like nine when we met. And he and I played ball together, nice. basketball together, and leagues and church leagues. And um, he's amazing. Um, plays guitar, sings in the band. We sort of co-sing. Like cool. I've always been about like the Willie Nelson model a little bit. Yeah. Going back to him, Willie will always bring people on stage and just have people sing with him. So I'm like, you just, he has great voice, uh, Luke does. So. That's awesome. Yeah, and then Rob the drummer, he plays keys, drums, he composes, he writes. He did all of his own wedding music at his own wedding and played it all. Wow. He's a brilliant mind. He's, yeah. He thinks Google's out to get him, you know, all this stuff. So they're watching him. He's one of those really smart dudes. So he's amazing to have in the band. And um, we took a year off. And I believe this April kind of kicks it back off for us. We'll do about 30 shows this year. So we both had, uh, Luke and I both had some babies right around the same time last year. So Mm -hmm. we're like, it's too much to try to do that. We've gotten a couple of new songs recorded. So the next record will not be just Jason Horde. It will be. Maybe just call it the Furies. Who knows? But uh, <laughs> Mac named our band too, so I really? guess he's responsible for it. Yeah, yeah. I, that was actually one of the things I was going to ask. Like, where did the Furies come from? You know, Jason. I, I know where the yeah. Jason Horde part came from because <laughs> I'm Thanks. a little bit smart. But the Furies <laughs> kind of threw me. <laughs> the Furies. So he called Mac called my beard. It was much bigger at one time. The Red Fury. <laughs> so. <laughs> Because it was just it had a life up. of its own. Yeah, I got up out of the bu- <laughs> out of my bunk one morning. I opened, you got bunks, you know, on tour buses, and uh-huh. you peel the curtain back, and I just kind of stuck my head out. <laughs> and he was walking by, and he thought it was like a rat in the floor. It was just so much it just jumped a red. He was like, "Man," he's like, "That thing needs a name." I'm like, what you got a name? And he's like, "It's the Red Fury." So that's good stuff. So then, yeah, we just dropped the red and just called it the Furies. <laughs> so it's pretty. It's so good. so it's named after you, Andrew Beard. It is. Hey. Oh yeah. It has its own Twitter. I mean, my beard has its own. It has like a thousand followers. The That's Red Fury. Awesome. Are you and, serious? And it does. I don't. I did not do it. I know the man who did it. None other than uh, little Mike Thurston action here in Griffin. He decided it should have oh, its own man. Twitter. 
I gotta go look for that. Look for it. It's yeah, the Red Fury. I will. I'm gonna friend it. He do do it. <laughs> he tweets things like you know I forget. Well, I can't remember, but something about what the it's kind of from the beard's perspective. <laughs> you know? That's good. It's crazy. <laughs> That's good stuff. They did it. Oh man. Um. So yeah, let's uh, let's get on to actually how Black Cat Studio got started because you were pretty much the you know founder and builder yeah. and all that, right? Founder in chief. Yes, yes. Uh, great story. Um. So I was in the band according to John, mm-hmm. and I was probably the first I don't know this but I was the first in the band to go like I don't know that I'm feeling this anymore after six years (laughs) and I was on stage and came off stage and everybody's like man what's up you weren't acting right and I was like I just don't think I'm supposed to be doing this much Mm. anymore and you know all the guys are kind of like what (laughs) (laughs) so we had a band meeting I was like you know I'm gonna stay I'm not gonna just leave you I want to be here and fill it out and you know, not just high and dry kind of situation. So um, we ended up, I toured another probably two months maybe. And then at one of the show, at the last show, I had bought like a an iMac. Mm-hmm. The dome one that sort of looked like this. Yes. You know, like a spaceship that could take off. <laughs> yeah. It was all one thing and it had this arm on it. And so I came walking <laughs> in with it and they're like, what are you doing? And I was like, this is a computer, man. It's all inside of there and I can record into it. And they're like, what? So I started recording like some little crappy demos or something with my own guitars and just, mm-hmm. I was, I'd been recording and they were like, man, let me hear it. And they listened to it and like, man, it's pretty good. It sounds pretty good. I'm like, yeah, I've been messing with it for a couple of weeks. And so um, we all kind of started banging around on it and kind of recording ourselves. And so after that show that night, John Waller and I had like a really serious conversation. He was like, man, I, what you're doing there is probably what you're going to be doing. He's like, and you mm-hmm. hanging on here is not allowing the scale to tip. Mm. He's like, you're kind of just keeping it balanced. So, and then me and Heath and Brian Scoggin, Heath bought Ziegler and Brian Scoggin, Brian's a drummer for Casting Crowns now. Okay. Um, we, and Heath is in my country band with Mac. Uh, we played a camp in Texas and Louis Giglio was a speaker and Louis we were walking back. We were fortunate enough to have some time with him walking back to our cabins at the end of one of the nights. And we're mm-hmm. like, man, you spoke great tonight. We loved what you had to say. And he's like, yeah, what about you guys? What are you doing? It's like, well, we're in this band called According to John. And um, kind of telling him about it. I was like, man, I feel like I'm kind of at the end of this road, you know, with it. And he's like, then you are. He's like, if you, mm-hmm. if you feel that, then you should just. So I'm like, all right, that's it. So I got to be done. So, um, and then he said, we said, you know, what advice would you give to us, you know, as far as, like, what's next if the band disbands? Because we figured the band would eventually disband. And um, a few weeks later, maybe six weeks later, we ended up everybody kind of just calling it uh, but quits. But Louis said, there is no line at your local church to serve, but there's lines as long as you can see mm-hmm. to, like, get on the big stage with the smoke and the lights. Mm-hmm. He's like, but if you guys plug into your local church... <clears throat> He's like, it'll all unfold from there. So every one of us like dove into a local church at that point, like leading worship or just playing guitar. Yeah, or just Mm -hmm. going and being committed. Because when you're on the road, it's so hard to find a Sunday home because you're in and out. Yeah. So when when I, yeah, came to grips with that and started doing that, the studio just blossomed. I mean, we had in our home, much like the STL studio here, it was basically (laughs) a room and, 
and a computer and a, a guy called and said, I'd love for you to record my record out of the blue. And I'm like, all right, well, how much money do you have? I was like, I'm, I'm not asking because I'm worth anything. I just have to feed my family <laughs> some sort of way. So he, uh, I, have, I don't remember what he said, but he, it was enough. And I was like, man, I'll be learning. So that's a great amount for me to learn on. And so just kind of went in and recorded some songs with some guys. And then um, a few weeks later, this girl, this lady called and said, my daughter sings like Jackie Velasquez songs. Mm. So I've got tracks. Can you just record her singing to the tracks? I was like, yeah, that's fine. Man. I'm not doing anything else. So did that. And everything just started unfolding. And then um, I got to record a couple North Point artists and that were North Point artists at the time. Um, that was great. So it just continued to blossom. Mm-hmm. When how we ended up in downtown in a building in Griffin was um, my wife decided to homeschool. <laughs> and it was really, really noisy at the house. <laughs> <laughs> with drums and, and guys popping in right. and out all day. So she's like, this has got to go. Uh-huh. So we started for the hunt, looked, started looking around. And um, a good friend of mine here in town, Mike Fulop, uh, who is in the, the Beatles band, The Return, they're a great, great band. If you haven't checked them out and you love the I Beatles, haven't. they are amazing. All they're, right. they're here. They don't play here a lot, but when they do, they're, they're worldwide. They, they kill it. But cool. um, he has a home studio, and he was like, man, I can kind of help you. Let's go look for some buildings. He kind of knew some stuff around the area. So we went and checked some stuff out. And he and I, for the first couple of years, shared the space. And it was great because he's so musically talented. Um, and um, it was great. So Cool. And it's just blossomed from there. So It's a cool little place, you know. Thank it's you. And it's surrounded by cool things, too. So mm-hmm. it's got that sort of little eclectic vibe yeah. over there. And uh, We're glad that you are there and spend time there and... Like oh, I loved there. it. I would live there if I could. <laughs> <laughs> Move on. I was, I was trying to find more things to throw in on the album so that I could be there more. <laughs> like, Edgar, we're not quite done yet, right? Oh, we got something else to do. That one thing. Yep. <laughs> do it. You're welcome to just get him for all these words. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's good stuff. Yeah, it's a great place. Thank you. I would love to hear how you like met Jesus and made him, you know, like where he became something that was very, very real to you? Great question. Uh, So I was right around the age of 13 and I mentioned the Heath Baltziegler. So the Baltziegler family had a Baltziegler Bible conference at Mount (laughs) Gilead Baptist Church here in town where you have spent some time leading worship. Yeah. And uh, so we were not in church. My dad and my, my mom grew up in church, but my dad did not. And um, he was taking me to play music in a lot of different places. Um, it would drive me all over, really believed in my music and everything. And so um, one of the Balt Zigglers that was, was uh, in the band, uh, he played guitar. His name was Mark. He was out doing like some fence post work or something, like the day, maybe it wasn't the day of, it was a few days before the conference. And there's, a, there's some kind of like post hole, I don't know, I don't build anything. So <laughs> he, he basically ripped his pinky finger like in half. Oh. Could not play guitar, like, you know, had to have it sewn up kind of thing. So uh, it was pinky or a ring and um, one of those vital ones. Yeah. <laughs> and he um, went to the, the guy in the church that he knew that play guitar, and he's like, can you play guitar? Can you cover me for the conference? And the Wayne Chastain, who is here in town, a wonderful friend of mine, like life mentor, life coach, 
he could not do it. He's like, man, I'm speaking a couple of nights. I can't play. Um, but I know this kid who could mm-hmm. probably do it. He's like 13. So, um, so they contact me. I'm like, man, I don't, I play mandolin. I was like, I can play guitar, but not probably like what you need. Well, turns out it was Southern gospel. So there wasn't much to it. <laughs> I was like, I can learn these songs yeah. and, and, uh, just kind of fill in. So, um, through that, my dad was like, I'm going to go to church just to hear my son play kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So it was a Friday night and man, he, when they had the invitation, he went down and, um, your dad did? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, and it was like, it was a 180 for him. He wasn't a harsh guy at all. He was really sweet, but you did fear him, and he had like a pretty good temper at times, but <laughs> but uh, he was a stern guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, yeah, just, but he's your dad. He's supposed to mm-hmm. be that. It's not in a bad way. That's that's what you're supposed to be as a father, so I don't want to paint him in any kind of, yeah. you know, bad light. But um, man... When he got saved, it was like the next day, then that night, that instant, you could just see a different person. Like, it was like, this is a different wow. man. So when that happened, the whole family just fell in line and started going to church. And um, so I, through that, yeah, man, I started going to youth group and, you know, becoming friends. Around 16, you know, made the decision, got baptized around the earlier years, but the relationship really started like around, you know, 15 or 16 when I was like, okay, I want to, I want to have something with you know jesus i want this to be a two-way street just not him you know blessing me along the way i want to you know give glory back and try to live a life that is an example for others and an example of his kingdom you know Mm -hmm. so but through dad going through that man that was anytime i ever doubted like if i was ever like i don't know if this is real like i'm like i saw that that man turn into a different being Mm -hmm. you know is it hard, you know, getting the, getting quiet with him and having this relationship with him in the midst of all the stuff that you find yourself doing? Yeah, that's a good question, too. Uh, yes, because it's like you're, that's all you're fed all day. It's like you're mm-hmm. only getting, which is amazing. Most people would be like, that's all I want. I want Christian music 24-7 right, every day. Right, but if you day. get steak every day all yeah. the time, then I'm sure after a while you don't really appreciate steak anymore. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Way to say it. <laughs> that's right. So... I have to, I generally am listening to Christian music all day. So I'm (laughs) typically listening to sports radio or if I'm in the car or going somewhere, it's either off or sports radio or it's like a, uh, a bluegrass station or Uh something, which is what I grew up, you know, my roots. So, um, but yeah, you can, I, I feel like too, even with, with just the daily life and that's probably most all of us yeah with kids and my wife homeschooling and there's never we get everything shut down about 10 (laughs) o'clock at night (laughs) and then around 11 you can't even keep your eyes open so Uh you know so you get about an hour a day i try to sit down i just this is interesting i just um met montel jordan do you know who that is? Oh, this okay. is how we do it. Yeah. It's Friday night. <laughs> yes. All right. Yeah. You know that one? Okay. Yeah, that was a flash. I know. Back from so, the past. Big time Funny. believer. Really? Yes. And uh, we're going to record. We're recording some music together right awesome. now. Awesome. And he, he, one thing that he said as soon as we met and started talking, he was like, you know, I always give God's my, God my first fruits in tithing, but also in my prayer and in my my fasting and in my, you know, giving, in my attitude. He's like, so the first thing of the day, mm. I want to be mm. starting that. Because I was finding myself doing it at night. Yeah. And I still do. <laughs> but I still find myself doing it at night. But 
I am in the last couple of weeks since you know starting this relationship with him. I'm like, man, I wanna I wanna start doing that in the mornings more, just to kind of set the course yeah, for the day. Yeah, cool thought. Yeah, praying all the way into work, like not turning on the radio and cluttering it up, and mm-hmm. not checking the Instagram at the red light, <laughs> which, <laughs> which is hard not to these days because it's it's also there. It's I know. Wow. So I've been reading Jesus Calling, and then I, my favorite is Charles Spurgeon. Morning and mm. evening is awesome. Mm. That one gets me good. So it's a morning and a night one. So I do, I've been doing those, man. And I, yeah, these days I gotta have it. It's Thirty-seven years old, baby's running all around the place. <laughs> I need my wife. The other week was like, "Stop being a little kid. You're being so impatient." And I was like, "Just pray for me." And honestly, she started, and it's been so much better. So mm. it's been good. It's good to be supportive like that, like in prayer, sort of supportive. Yeah. You know? Man. That's the best thing a husband can do for a wife and a wife can do for a husband. Well, speaking of your wife, mm-hmm. um, the last song that I would you know like to share with listeners, today is the one called uh, Where Did We Go Right? That's that is right. also on your The Road Project or The Road That's Ahead right. Project. And uh, you actually sang that with her, right? I did. I did. That was a Johnny and June Cash, uh, Carter Cash duet. We love their life story. They're both believers. They love country music. They sang great. They spent their life together. If, that would be my dream as if, you know, we the Furies could have her along one day and, mm-hmm. and you know, travel and do that together. She would not. She would have to be on so much medication to get on stage in a microphone. <laughs> really? Yeah. She's got a beautiful voice. Thank you. I do love it. It's very pure and soft. And yeah. She does do great. And my granddad heard it and he's like, why, why isn't she on every one of them, son? <laughs> He's like, she makes you sound so much better. I'm like, she almost had a heart attack from one, Pops. I can't get her to do anymore. So That's awesome. So hopefully she'll be on the new record, too. But Yeah, yeah well, she's this got was, a fan here, so. Oh, thank you. <laughs> this was everyone's favorite from the record, needless to say. So, All right. Well, yeah, yeah this is, uh, once again, Where Did We Go? Uh, right by Jason Hord and his wife, Casey. In a world where everybody's falling apart. One by one, heart by heart You and I stay together and we never even try Side by side In a world turned upside down Our love keeps spinning And you know it makes me wonder As the rest run for their lives Where did we go right? Where did we go right? At a time When all the world is searching for truth His love for you will even through And what we have what everybody's trying to find Peace of mind In a world turned upside down Our love keeps spinning around And you know it makes me wonder As the rest run for their I will. 
love that song. It's beautiful. I love you guys' voices together. They Thank they you. fit really well. Thank you. Okay, so we've talked a lot about your touring and your life and your music and, you know, career and all that kind of stuff. What do you do when you're not doing all this music stuff? What are some of your hobbies? Easy question. That is fishing. <laughs> you can find me. It, it, if it's a mud hole, I'll be trying to catch a fish out of it. I love to fish. Um, my dad grew up. Uh, when I was growing up, my dad was fishing every weekend, and I, had a, I he would always drag me along, and mm-hmm. I didn't really like it because I didn't catch anything. But, was it early? I mean, was oh, it like yeah. five, six o'clock in the morning? Yeah. The whole shebang? Okay. Oh yeah, not back till the sun's down. You know, it, <laughs> you know, you're in the sun all day. You're a kid, and you got only so many Legos and Tonka trucks you can play with when the fish aren't biting, and he's still still catching them. But uh, man, I love it, and mm. I, I take my girls. Um, they like it. They Saray really, my redhead, the ten year old. She really likes it. We'll awesome. go for about two hours at a time. She loves it. Uh, we went just this past weekend, but um, I love to go. So you have a favorite spot? Uh, I do. Currently, it's Lake Lanier. Really? And I know that's odd. I've been in Georgia my whole life, and in the last two years, I've been going there with my dad. And um, we've got a lot of private ponds around here that sweet mm-hmm. country folk are nice and let us fish, and we don't ever keep any. We just take them and take pictures if they're big and put them back but <laughs> but uh man there is a lake lanier has spotted bass which are beautiful cool. and they for some reason fight much harder than any other bass so it's gonna keep you like oh yeah it's like the action <laughs> yeah the action is serious and yeah it's great so we'll leave before traffic typically we'll leave at like 4 30 in the morning wow that's how much i love it so we beat wow. atlanta traffic and then we're in we're in the water at daylight mm-hmm. at six and you, then uh, fish from the side or from a boat oh we put the boat in yeah nice lanier's so big it's yeah. like you kind of got to have somewhere to <laughs> so we put the boat in and do that and then um yeah, we have a boat for every occasion, really, at the, <laughs> the Hoard House. Do you guys ever go camping? We are, we want to. <laughs> we got, we've got we been talking about it. We got a tent last year for Christmas. Really? Yeah, and we set it up in the backyard. Nice. Right? All right, well, the girls took it, and they, they got one of the zippers, like, un... I don't know how those... You know how zippers get off track? Yeah, oh, and no. And then they never get back no. on? It, the doorway to the whole thing, so we would get eaten by a family of bears. If we, <laughs> you couldn't close or it up. Or a family of mosquitoes, unless you brought the yeah. bats with you. Well, we'll bring the bats. <laughs> We've got those for sure. <laughs> oh, man. So that's funny. So just in our last couple of minutes here, um, if you can think of anything that has been like the funniest or most embarrassing thing that has ever happened to you when you've been playing music, anything mm-hmm. having to do with music. Oh, yeah. Well, there's been, there's, you know, there's two things. <clears throat> One is I have a reoccurring dream still that my pedal board, <clears throat> for those of you who don't know what a pedal board is, it's what a guitar player has. It has his tuner, reverb, delay, all the effects on it, whatever. <laughs> I'll have it once or twice a month that they're, say, they're announcing whoever I'm playing with and my pedal board's like, all in a thousand pieces, and I'm having to. I'm down on my knees with a with a headlamp, like a gold miner, putting it together at the last minute. And everybody's waiting on me, and I'm sweating bullets. That always happens. That's not real life, but <clears throat> that happens. And then, um, in real life, uh, with uh, there's been a couple. There wasn't any with Third Day for uh, unfortunately, because I think it'd be hilarious. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, there was one time with According to John where it was one of our last shows that I was kind of mentioning. 
and um, it was kind of catastrophic. Um, everything that could happen, I something happened that our I guess Heath, our bass player, got sick. So I was already on bass, which is already probably a mistake. Mm. <laughs> and I'm playing bass and break one of the strings. Oh no! That's the first thing that happens. How do you break a bass? I string? know. I was just thinking. I mean, it's it's kind of easy on like a violin or a yeah. guitar or something, yeah. but a bass. I broke one of the big ones. One of the ones you use a lot. <laughs> So I'm like, okay, I'm down a string. Our guitar player breaks a string. And then uh, Brian Scoggin, our drummer at the time, is playing his ride cymbal. Yeah. And he's he's banging on it. This is like going over about 30 minutes. It didn't happen all at once. It just kept, things kept happening to where we really can't play anymore. So <laughs> his ride, the stand is sliding oh, toward the no. edge of the riser. Oh, no. And he's trying to he's trying to bring it back to him and keep hitting it. And then it finally gets so far out that he can't catch it. And oh. it falls over. Oh. And when it clangs and hits the floor, John Waller's guitar goes out. No. Like, what happened to his guitar? Well, it chopped the cable in two going to his guitar. <laughs> so we are down a bass string, down an electric string. The acoustic guitar is out because the cable's chopped in half. There's no recovering. His ride cymbal is oh, in the middle of the my stage. Gosh. It's awful. So, so there was a lot of uh, acapella going on at that point. Oh, yeah. So at that point, when it's really acapella, John is leading the crowd in a, a chorus of holy, holy, holy. Everybody's kind of worshiping. We're like, hey, we got this thing under control. And then his mic, you know how you said your mic stand tries yes. to do this whole? Yeah. Starts to go down. He goes to catch it. And the mic falls out and hits the floor no. and goes, boom. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, everything. The Holy Spirit left. Every, everybody's oh, leaving. Dear. It's like. This is bad. Yeah. What do you do with that? It was over. What do you do with That's that? That's it. That was in one show. Oh, my gosh. That's <laughs> <It was> awful. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess if you look at it the way that at least it did happen all in one show instead of, you oh. know, like spacing out over a whole bunch. <laughs> Good word. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been awful. Get it all done in one fell swoop. <laughs> <laughs> and again, confirmation, you guys are supposed to plug into your local church. <laughs> Yeah, I, it's good in life to have those things happen because life is going to happen and you just got to roll with it. Yep. So, <laughs> yep. on stage and off stage. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, man. Well, wow. I've had so much fun having you here Me too. Thank today. You. It's been great. It's Me been too. Great. Thank you so much for taking the time. Thank you. We will bring more friends back. We want to, this world famous, this uh, world famous show, we want to take it worldwide. So. <laughs> yeah, Let's you can just keep them coming. We <laughs> will. Send them my way. <laughs> we will, we will. And uh, all you folks who are listening out there, I hope you guys have enjoyed this. Um, we have totally enjoyed chatting and, and um, I'm just really glad that Jason has kind of let us in on, on a little bit of his life that we don't get to see and, you know, when we're listening to his music. So, um, hope you guys have a wonderful day, a wonderful week, and I hope you come back to visit me on soundingthelight.com. Cheers. <laughs>